Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of the Angry Environmentalists. I'm so happy to have all of you back or if you're new I'm so happy you're here and I hope that you can learn something and follow along on this amazing journey that we're on. So first I just want to plug in that if you're not following us on Instagram please go follow us on Instagram at the angry underscore environmentalists. Would love to have you guys following along and getting our most recent updates on when we were to be posting episodes and stuff like that. So I kind of just wanted to hop right into this episode and talk about how we can transition to summer and what we can do to be more sustainable in and during summer. Because summer, a lot of the times we see all of this stuff we need to buy, right? We need that new bathing suit and we need that sunscreen and we need those cups and stuff like that. So I want to be talking about sustainability and how we can go into summer being more sustainable. I also want to preface this by saying nobody's better than anybody else. When we're talking about sustainability, nobody's, oh, I do this, I'm better. I do this, I'm better. Unless you're perfectly sustainable, nobody has any moral ground to say they're better than anybody else. I'm going to start out by saying I am not the most sustainable person in the world, but I'm working towards being the best sustainable person I can be for myself. And sometimes we all have privilege and certain, I hate, I know everyone's going to say, oh, privilege, we all run from that word, but it's true. Some of us have privilege where we don't have to worry about certain things. Like I know I have the privilege to not have to drink out of plastic water bottles because I have clean, fresh drinking water, right? So we all have privilege in a certain aspect. And then on the other hand, as somebody with a chronic illness, a rare chronic illness like myself, you know, sometimes when I'm flaring and I'm having stuff going wrong, I can't be the most sustainable person. But how can we be sustainable where we can? So that's what this episode, I want people to get out of it. I want people to get out of this episode that I'm not trying to tell you to be perfect. I'm telling you to be imperfectly perfect. Because I saw a quote and it said, we don't need a hundred perfect sustainable people and imperfect environmentalists. We need thousands and thousands and thousands of imperfectly perfect environmentalists. So get out there, do what you can, listen to this episode, and try your best to start transitioning to that sustainable, imperfect environmentalist. So to just jump right into it and start right off, I think we all know this one's coming. Let's talk about sunscreen. So there are so many new studies coming out with all of this information about what's good for like the coral, what's bad for the coral reefs and what's okay for the coral reefs and stuff like that and how we can protect them. And it's super important to be a conscious consumer. And by that, I mean knowing what you're buying and knowing how it's going to impact the environment. So we all know at this point that we should stay away from oxanoxate and oxybenzone. I don't know if I'm saying that correctly, but I'm just going to say it. (laughs) Just look for things that have that and stay away from those. And if you do see brands that have that, a brand that you really, really like, think about writing an email to them and or even a letter and asking them to remove those ingredients from their products because we know that those are detrimental to coral reefs. So if we know it, if we, if we know it damages them, why are we still using it, you know? so And so many people, and so, so many people don't know. So if that is in your products that you use in your sunscreens, ditch those sunscreens and opt for ones that don't have that and also opt for ones that are vegan or cruelty-free. There's really just no need to have cruelty in, in our sunscreens and in our products anymore. We know what works and what doesn't. Um, some brands that I love and recommend, I love Pacifica, 
I love Sun Bomb, I love All Good, and of course I have to shout out Raw Elements. These are all amazing brands, um, but just make sure that we're keeping other brands accountable. I'm actually not sure if Sun Bomb is all free of octanoxate and oxybenzone. I just know the ones that I use are, um, but the rest of those are pretty clear from all of those things. So just do your research, look at the like the products and the brands before you buy them and know what you're supporting. So that's the first most important one for how we can be a little more sustainable this summer. Another one is swimwear. So I know we love to be involved in trends and everyone wants the new cutest bathing suits and all of this stuff, but really at the end of the day, you don't need all of those 100 bathing suits. I'm gonna at my friend right now and she knows I'm talking to her. She has like 200 bathing suits. And I'm like, girl, and she buys more every time. She's gonna kill me for uh, putting her in here, but it's okay, I'm not gonna say her name, but she knows who she is. <laughs> but we don't need those 100 bathing suits. We really don't. We just need a few staple ones. I have ones that I've been using since I was in middle school. And to give you some perspective, I am in my master's right now. So I've had those bathing suits for a very long time. And don't get me wrong, I have succumbed to the buying more cute bathing suits. But I'm stopping that. I'm halting that. There's no need to. And if we're going to buy a bathing suit and we're going to buy a few that we want to last for a good long time, don't buy from Sheen and all of those kind of stuff. I know they're cheap, but they're cheap. So they're going to rip and then you're going to buy another one and then you're going to buy another one. So think about buying like a few staple pieces from a sustainable company or even a local company, support local. And I'm not, this is not, I'm not coming on here to shame anybody who buys from Sheen because guess what? I have a bathing suit from Sheen, two bathing suits from Sheen, so maybe even more, <laughs> three bathing suits from Sheen. Okay, so I'm not shaming anyone. That's not the point of this. It's not to be, oh, I'm a better environmentalist because I don't buy Sheen. No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying when we're looking at how we can become more sustainable and be more environmentally friendly, these are some things we should look at when when we're making purchases. And again, not shaming anyone because everyone has a different reason of why they have purchased such clothing or anything in general. So, But let's just be more conscious as we move forward if we can. Another thing is Trends, kind of similar, but this is more of the clothing side. Again, we don't need to be buying hundreds of pieces of clothing. We just need a few good staple pieces. Staple I don't know. I just lost my words there. Staple clothing? Is that word? That's what we say? A few staple pieces. There we go. There we go. It took, took me a minute. Okay, that's the type of day I'm having. But you just need a few staple pieces and that's really it. You don't need to go and buy all these new trends that are going to go in and out. And me and my friend Julia actually talked about this in one of the previous episodes in our fast fashion episode. So if you want a more in-depth conversation on fast fashion and the impacts it has on not only the environment, but the environmental justice issues as well for the people who are making those clothing for like things like Forever 21 and H&M and all that kind of stuff, any fast fashion, um, you can go and listen to that episode as well. Our next topic is plastic and plastic bottles. It's getting hot. We all want to go to Starbucks and buy those cold ice drinks that I actually just started to drink. I took a break from coffee for like four years because it was like upsetting my stomach and now I'm back, but I'm drinking iced coffee now. I know, I'm one of those girls now. Um, so I'm hopping on the iced coffee trend 
but I realized how unsustainable all of these different plastics are at Dunkin', at Starbucks, at any coffee place that gives you plastic, which is most of them. Um, so <laughs> there are options now, though, that they don't really promote as well as they think they should be promoting them, but they have reusable plastic bottles or even metal bottles that you can buy and you can actually bring it in and they'll fill it up in there. And I actually heard, I'm not sure if this is for all Starbucks, but they give you like 10 cents, like they don't charge you 10 cents off every purchase, which doesn't sound like a lot, but if you're buying coffee every day, it adds up. Trust me, it adds up. As someone who's now addicted to iced coffee, I have seen it add up, so, like the price-wise. I don't, I haven't actually used my new plastic bottle, the new reusable one that I bought, so I will let you know if that 10 cent thing is true. Um, I will get back to you all and I'll put that in the comments. Um, but yeah, so look for things like that. Look for reusable. Look to, if you can, like get a Keurig or something at home or one of those like fill up ones. I don't know what that's called. I'm not a huge coffee person. But if you're going to do the Keurigs and stuff or the Keurigs, I don't know how you pronounce it. You're just going to want to look for those reusable K-cups and stuff like that. Or just look for the most sustainable way to make coffee. Again, I am not a coffee guru, so I don't know what is the most sustainable way. I will want to look that up if I am going to be starting to make my coffee at home. But now that I have this option with Starbucks, I might just continue to use my plastic one that I just bought. So again, look for sustainable options like that and keep plastic water bottles out of our lives. I know it's so hard. We've been on them forever. We've been using, not forever, we've been using them for what, like 100 years? It's time to ditch the plastic water bottles. It really is. There are so many other options. We have the reusable canteen things. There's places at, like a lot of different places I've seen have those like fill up ones and it's not like the water fountain. It's like you put it under and the water like streams out from the top so like little kids can't like be putting their mouths on, on the faucet ones because that was a huge pet peeve of mine. I was one of those kids. I'm sorry. I'm just going to put it out there. I put my lips really close to those things. I don't know if I ever touched it, but like I would get real close to them. So I'm just going to say that now. We, we can, there's other options, okay, than plastic water bottles. And as someone who played soccer my whole life, I was constantly using plastic water bottles. So I am a huge contributor to that as well. But now I have not used a plastic water bottle in I would say like two years I have someone gave me one once and I did drink it because like I knew they were just it was a restaurant I don't know why a restaurant gave me a plastic water bottle but they did and I, I drank it it hurt me it hurt my soul it actually hurt my soul like I sat there and contemplated my life for a good five minutes and then I got over it but we don't want to use plastic it doesn't biodegrade it doesn't go away for years and years. Well, I would even say more than 100 years. I don't know the exact number. I probably should because I did a program on that, but <laughs> stay away from plastic water bottles. There's no need for them. But right, this goes back into what we were talking about before of not everyone can do all of these things. So I acknowledge that. We must acknowledge that, that not everybody has clean drinking water and some people will need to use these water bottles. Let's hope that at some point we can, as a society, clean these people's water because nobody should not have fresh water. But again, if you are afforded the option to not, because I see people who I know have clean drinking water in my area with water bottles. And I do try to encourage them 
to use those reusable water bottles. So I just wanted to add that in here again to recognize that not everybody can do all of these things. But it also brings in environmental justice, which we will talk about in a different episode about how it's unfair that people can't be sustainable and have clean drinking water, right? So we have to recognize this environmental injustice as well. And we will talk about that because this is that's a whole different beast. Fifth thing we want to talk about is now we have time, especially during summer, to shop local. We have a lot more farmer's markets. I know some places probably had winter farmer's markets, but now there's going to be outside farmer's markets. A lot of them will have live music. And again, I'm not shaming anyone who doesn't buy local or organic because not everyone can afford that. It is a pricier option. I know when I go to the grocery store, I try to do a few things that I know are the most heavily impacted by pesticides, and then I'll pick a few things that aren't organic or local that I will buy that aren't like organic because I know there's less of a chance of them having as many or being as impacted as highly as pesticides. I actually just learned that, that that's a thing that people can do, that you can like actually look up what has the most pesticide, what's impacted most by pesticides and which things aren't. So which things you don't really need to buy organic and which things you should buy organic. So just do, it takes like five seconds to just research up what should I buy organic, what shouldn't I buy. So I recommend trying your best or seeing where you do have a little bit of flexibility in your budget to try and buy one or two things from a farmer's market. So you don't need to buy your whole week's worth of food at your farmer's market, but support local as much as you can. And that's what I'm trying to get out there. I'm trying to get out there, support local. Local is way better than, it's fast fashion. I call it, I mean, it's not fast food, I guess, but but it's like kind of, right? Like if we're going to say that's fast fashion, we're going to say this is like fast food. We go to the shop right down the street and we buy, you know, avocados from California and I'm in New York. So it's like that avocado had to travel so far and the impact it had just to get here, the environmental impact it had is crazy. So the more local we buy, the better we are all off in terms of not only eating healthy and eating what's in our area, but helping the environment as well. Another thing I want to talk about is we can join local environmental volunteer groups, just join a local chapter of any type of environmental group. I know Greenpeace has a lot of stuff, and you can even look for like smaller chapters of things. Like I know we have a local like county group that meets and does cleanups and stuff like that. So just go online, look up little environmental groups or what's going on in your area. If it's like a trash pickup or if it's citizen science, those are really, really cool projects that you can get involved in. I know in this area we do like hawk stuff so people can go and learn how to count hawks. Um, there's different citizen science groups that do water testing and stuff like that. So it's just also just a cool skill to learn and you'll meet a lot of cool people that will give you different environmental tips and advice. So I totally, 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 100%, if you're gonna do anything, recommend doing that. And everything else I guess too. <laughs> but I'm not saying this is the most important, but like, just, it's the most important. We wanna be getting active in the environment and stuff like that. Because you'll, you'll grow love and appreciation and I, I, think that's the most important thing. You, if you don't love the environment and you're not 
then you're not going to want to help it. If you don't love something, why would you help it, right? So it helps to foster a love for the environment. Another thing I want to talk about is we're all going on vacations, even if it's an hour away, even if it's 20 minutes away, even if it's halfway across the world. We're all going on vacations. We're all doing something for the summer. So we want to try our best to use public transportation and use things that have the least carbon impacts. So if you have to fly to a destination or something like that, look at airline companies that are doing stuff for the environment, whether it be they're looking at alternative fuel options, whether it be they have a carbon neutral policy and stuff like that. Just be looking for stuff and airlines that do stuff like that and don't just go for the one that's the cheapest all the time, right? We we want to be and that's the thing, there's sometimes there is a price to pay of being more environmentally conscious, but at the end of the day, I think having a ticket that's $20 more in the long run, it's going to be less of an expense for us because of the impacts of what climate change will do to us and increasing storms and the intensity of them, heat waves, all this stuff. We're, you're saving money right now, maybe, but you're not going to be saving money when you have to put your AC on full blast all summer because heat waves are horrible in your area, right? So it's kind of looking at stuff like that and kind of putting that in your mind of what outweighs what. And I was just doing, I was just doing a visual of a balance beam and I realized you guys can't see me. So that was stupid. I just did a quick Google search and it easily showed me the most sustainable, eco-friendly airlines of 2022. Um, there's a few that have a few different ones on top, but most of them are pretty much the same. So just do a quick Google search like that and you'll find them. The ones I'm seeing the most is something called KLM. There's Delta Airlines, American Airlines. Um, Alaska Airlines, Canada, something, I saw something with Canada, um, and a few other ones like that. So just quick Google search and you'll see stuff like that. But also, don't be that tourist. And when I say don't be that tourist, don't go and go to an area, trash the area. If you're going to like a community, like a local community and you're trashing that area, don't be that person. Don't do that. Don't. It, oh, yeah, it gets me. You want to be respectful of the places that you're going and the places that you're traveling to and knowing that that might be a vacation to you, but there are people who live there. There are people who live there, whether it be just a community that lives there or whether it be an indigenous community that lives there. Wherever you're going, there's people who live there and there's people who have to be there after you leave. So don't be that person. And if you're going to go to like a local area, Shop local. Don't go to these huge markets that, not huge markets, like a huge store. Like don't go to a Walmart. Go to a local person down the road in a local store and support that business and support their local economy. Because that's, that's the most important thing when you're going somewhere. If you love that area, the best way to preserve that area is to support the people who live there. So do that, okay? Shop local in all of senses of life. If we can stay away from Walmart, Target, all those huge things and go to those local mom and pop stores or just those local stores in general. But those are really the majority of the tips that I have at the moment. And those that I think going into the summer are the best ways that we can stay sustainable 
and be more environmentally conscious, environmentally aware. And what I'm trying to promote is how we can be more conscious of what we buy and what we do and how we treat this earth. So when we think of, like I said before, the example of, okay, I'm going to save 20 bucks if I do this, but what's the environmental impact and how is that going to impact me two years from now or a year from now? You know, if heat waves are happening and droughts are happening, how is that going to impact me financially later? So yes, you might be saving that 20 bucks, but you're not going to be later. And that's just proven science that this is going to be happening, that right now, I'm pretty sure it was in India that heat waves are 100 times, going to be 100 times worse and 100 times more likely to happen because of climate change and human-induced climate change. This is science. We are no longer just making, well, we never were just making, oh, like, allegations, this is going to happen, da, da, da. No, we always kind of knew this was happening, but now people are listening and more scientists are all together saying, yeah, this is happening. This is happening right now and this is what will happen. There's models to show what will happen. So let's be more environmentally conscious. Let's be more aware and be conscious consumers and have a great summer because that doesn't mean we still can't have a great summer. We can have an amazing summer and do all these things that help and support our environment. The last thing I want to put on there is I said public transportation before. Also, if you want and if you're in a place where you can do this, buy a bike. Buy a bike. I have a bike and now I've been trying to bike and use public transport way more than I use my car. I am looking to buy an electric car. That is coming soon. But now that I don't have that at the moment, I'm looking to use a bike and use public transport. That was the last thing I wanted to add in there before I ended the episode. But again, thank you so much everyone for listening. Remember to stay angry and create positive change.